0: That 100%, if he delivers, I'm going to get a raid in chat right now. That's what I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. Welcome. Hey, hello, and welcome, everyone, to Looking for More, your dedicated podcast for all things gaming, with a focus on MMOs, game development, and gaming culture. I am your host, Simorg. I'm joined by only one not so lonely party member today wondering miss buddy how are you doing today
1: good evening everybody yes i am well it's okay we'll duo queue this up we'll be fine
0: duo queue (laughs) it up man we might be down a party member but we're always looking for more so (laughs) feels bad because i actually was gonna hit up a friend from another uh she usually streams a different game uh she's actually elder scrolls uh elder scrolls online streamer that i'm a You know, pretty cool with, I would say. And I was going to like bring her over to to join today and it would have actually lined up perfectly. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. And a couple of our homies just couldn't make it. So uh, we're put ourselves in the ashes of creation category for this one. And you're probably going to start to notice that more and more of the shows as we go live with looking for more podcasts will be in different games. And that's because I'm going to kind of bounce the show around to give it a little more visibility and let people from other communities, at least while we're live, potentially catch us and hop in on it Um, and hopefully bring some more party members on uh, both, you know, on the cast and in chat. So I hey, would chip and T elf and all the homies. Uh, So ashes of creation, man, before we dig into that, like there's a reason we're on this game today. We're going to get into it for all of you listening. But uh I know last episode we had talked a lot about, wow, that was like the that was almost like our wow binge episode or something, man. And and last week, right, we uh, we talked about that, and you said you said you had some things you wanted to actually uh, kind of follow up on. So I figured I'd give you the floor, Mist, and let you kind of guide us on what some of those were, and we can chat about it.
1: Yeah. So the um, last week, for those who are familiar with WoW and what's going on, there was a interview done from Ian Hosakostas, who is the uh, lead game design of World of Warcraft and he did it with one of the uh, mm-hmm. content creators called Preach. Missed <laughs> over the floor spooky. Yeah, I know, right? Um, anyway, that particular interview was talking about player choice because what they're planning for the upcoming WoW expansion is the covenants where you basically, you've you got a total of four different covenants. You only choose one covenant mm-hmm. and then that gives you access to a covenant suspicion. Uh, sus- their specific ability right? but that means that you lose the three other abilities mm-hmm. from the other three opponents so yeah. you're basically locked out and the, the whole interview with Ian was about trying to understand Blizzard's perspective on why they've gone this because this is something they've never done before it's, they've never completely locked you so completely out of uh, certain abilities before so, it's, it's really there's always been the choice to swap back and forth, mm-hmm. but the covenants have been, from what we've told, they are planning to be like one and done. You choose your covenant, that's it. You can't change it. So, obviously, there's been a bit of controversy around that. And it, it really made me wonder about uh, the whole issue of permanent and semi permanent choices in MMRPGs. Obviously, in single-player RPGs, this is very Mm -hmm. common, it works very well there. And I've been thinking about this and thinking, why does it work so well in single-player RPGs but not in MMOs? And what I came to the conclusion is that um, in single-player RPGs, there's no peer pressure because you're playing alone. And so, there's no people Mm -hmm. telling you, oh, you must play this build, otherwise, you won't be able to do what we want, etc., etc. And the other thing is, there's no rebalancing, or very rarely, unlike Mm in MMORPGs, where you can get balances as often as every two weeks, and that can change the power levels and cause you to, if you picked the best. Of a, a particular skill set and then it gets rebalanced suddenly you have to change it and if you've got a, a permanent uh, decision that you've made then you're then going to be out of luck as it were mm-hmm. so it's a very it's a very weird situation i don't know what your thoughts sim
0: yeah this is this is a point of contention for i think a lot of people in the community i know preach had talked about it i know billiola gaming's talked about it i know we talked about it briefly but like from my perspective uh, the biggest problem is that uh, you know i i think that from my perspective i see something similar that i don't really like about the current state of wow and that said, in the current state of WoW, there's been a system for a couple expansions where you're essentially farming this currency or uh, item or resource and you're dumping it into gear. And that that piece of gear, that artifact weapon or, or relic or whatever you want to call it, is what's vital to your class progression. Now, when you go back to like Legion and you look at the artifact system there, um, you could some I'm not going to say you could like perfectly balance between your different. Like, let's well, just your different class, like your your sub uh, specs, right? You have your retribution for a paladin. Why paladin? Because we're the freaking best, Lexer. Where are you at? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going gonna go with the best and the brightest. Hold on, let me angle my. Oh, I got a little more stubble today, so it's not quite as shiny. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: you, you've let us all down, oh, Sim. So. It's I'm, not shiny anymore. I'm scuffed
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> So we're just gonna go <laughs> we're just gonna go with Paladin, man, and we're gonna look at the retribution protection and the holy lines, right? And you had three artifact weapons, and in those weapons you had those, remember you kind of had like the different points that you could like almost spec into and it give you these like passive kind of like traits working your way up. And then you had that that one kind of larger spot that you could get to and you could dump your currency or your points into and it would better buff up that ability that was an active ability that you could use. So I flash, I kind of jump to the future and I look at this and instead of seeing three, you know, I kind of, I'm looking at it from this perspective as a theory crafter and from, in my mind, just my perspective here, as I look at that, I I perceive these uh, covenants similarly to how I perceived the artifact weapons from multiple skill lines being our, the ones that are part of our class identity though, right? As opposed to mm-hmm. something that's like, external of us as a class. So here you have something that's placed externally, from my perception, almost like these uh, mission boards and class halls and things like that, the boards that you look at, that you're kind of always going in and checking. Again, my perspective, and this is kind of gonna go off the rails a little bit, but just bear with me here. So I look at it like that, only the problem is, from my perspective, when you start investing in one, it's not like you can just swap a weapon and and dump a little more currency in this because now I decide that I'm going to, instead of maybe main tanking for this patch or whatever, I'm going to go ret Or I'm going to go holy. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got the weapon on hand. It doesn't cost me anything to do that, right? All i got to do is dump that currency back into this. And if I really grind it, I can probably catch up. But I look at these covenants and the skill trees and everything. And from my perspective, as I look at that, my dilemma is, well, I'm not changing that. Because once you start dumping currency into that, you're you're kind of missing out as the way it's currently designed. Mm. If you want to change, you're you're put you're put back, man. Like it's not like a kind of a there's not really much of a catch up to it. You're you're back. You're not you're behind people now. And so, yeah, so clearly what's going to happen? Well, if I want to do this, I've got to pick this and also what if that changes down the road because of balancing? And now maybe this isn't even as relevant anymore. Or maybe I simply just want to change my role halfway through the expansion. It's, oh man, it's rigid. And I think that's probably also a big part of what I'm pretty sure Preacher's complaint was, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, his Preacher's main issue was that it um, really screws over the top end players. Yeah like the people who are pushing for the world firsts the top hundred guilds because they the the Mm -hmm. wow has a really bad problem right i won't say bad problem but it's got it's in a situation where the top end uh raids like the mythic raids are so tightly tuned that you need you physically need the best um performing classes and the best performing specs. Otherwise you've got no chance. And even just a yeah. one or two percent difference in performance can be the difference between success or failure. So it's 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 really hard. Obviously the easier the content gets the uh, the more wiggle room and the more flexible you can be when it comes to what classes to bring. But in mythic grading you you don't have that luxury. You have to take the absolute best. And if you're stuck with a particular ability or a particular setup and you can't change it and there's get rebalancing happens, mm-hmm. then again, you're screwed. Yep. And you, you literally put down a scenario where he would have to have four of the uh, four characters, all of the same class, just so you could have one of each covenant. Yeah. And that's, that's
0: just, that's hard. That's so harsh. Like, I think the covenants are cool. Like, in theory, which I feel like people are going to hear me saying this a lot lately. But in theory, this was like, oh, this is probably I'm having a flashback to yesterday. I've just been living in the ashes of creation domain, like answering questions. And there are people asking questions. And I'm like, well, in theory, because we don't know yet. But in theory, it would be great to have a few alts and to be able to pick a different covenant line and to, you know, enjoy a different flavor to my class thematically. Maybe I think that's cool, uh, you know, um, but man dude yeah that just that rigidity to it i, I i'm on board though because i'm if i'm gonna play an mmo and i'm gonna do rating and i'm like they are i want to i fear craft it and i want to be the best i can possibly be but there's like a balance to if i want that at what cost does it come to that i guess rpg element of uh, being able to have a sense of an identity for this avatar character that I'm playing that feels comfortable to who I want to be in the game. And I think that that's like the, I feel like that's kind of a a part of our That's part of the struggle of this whole situation too, is there's the, the hardcore, you know, theory crafting in game progression perspective. And then there's like that element of, um, yeah, just like immersion, really, I think, you know, like, oh, this is really awesome. I feel like I'm playing in a a covenant that, I, you know, feels like my character's uh, like flavor for this expansion. I mean, that's cool. But when now it's not just like supplemental to and it's actually going to. Significantly impact my my ability to perform if I don't choose something that's that's man, that's rough. That's really rough. And then for me, it's like, dude, I mean, if you imagine like Somebody levels up and they grind really hard. I mean, I feel like I could reflect on other games and this has happened to me. You you grind up, you get to that point and you feel like, oh, I've got it all worked out, right? And then it changes and you're like, oh. it's like the rug getting pulled right out from under you, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah.
1: And going to Ashes, I, f- I felt like Ashes might f- encounter a similar problem because mm-hmm. of course we've got the... This, uh, the class system in there where you pick your archetype, your mm-hmm. main class at level 1 and then level 30 you choose your secondary class and that gives you your augments right now we don't know how quickly or easily you'll be able to switch between secondary classes and that can have a huge impact on any kind of competitive scene uh, especially if they keep and to rebalance things which mm-hmm. they will have to do because mm-hmm. it it always does it yeah i it's actually something that can v- very heavily impact um people
0: mm-hmm. yeah i just want to say mcjay and uh and chad thanks for the subscription man i really appreciate that y'all have in the ashes community has been super super i uh, just like man i gotta give a shout out to the ashes of creation community ashes fan man y'all are amazing now now to all of you listening to this show not everybody's uh a big ashes fan like some people are pantheon people some people are waiting for defend the night some people are waiting for valar some people are waiting for saga some people are waiting for other games or dedicated to other games and they just like to listen um but there's a reason we're really you know today you got a couple people who are pretty heavy into the ashes game uh mist and i both now to be fair I gotta give a shout out here to some of my fellow party members. I'm gonna say Wondering Myths put out a video recently for Ashes, you should check out. Uh, also the Nathan Napalm, buckle up, son, and he got one done too. It's pretty good. Right. But we let's where'd this all come from? Well, let's talk about the origin point of our conversation today. Right now, the lazy peon has created content for Ashes as a creation for a while. And he dropped a video last weekend. Like right before the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. It was like Friday. I think it was Friday, Saturday. Uh, time Saturday. Frame. It was Saturday.
1: Saturday morning it dropped. Right. Yeah. So
0: he dropped. Oh, was right. It was Saturday morning. So he dropped the video and it ended up going viral. It blew up like crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, he, I mean, it's such a good video. Yeah. He put in so much work, 35 plus hours yeah. on it. He really and he did his research. He did everything right. It was so well-deserved. Props to him. Yeah. It was awesome. And, of course, because of that, it goes viral and it goes to the attention of some of the bigger streamers and uh, who, of course, watch it on their streams in front of thousands and thousands of people and everyone gets to see the video. So even the... The huge numbers that are on the video itself, yeah, pale into comparison to the amount of people that have actually seen it. I mean, mm. When you think that Asmongold watched it on his stream and he was streaming to 40,000, 50,000 people
0: mm-hmm.
1: when he did that, so yeah, it's it's definitely gone yeah.
0: around. Well, not including, uh, yeah, we're talking about Asmongold and not including his several hundred thou- thousand views that that video is going to get on his YouTube. Then you talk about. Uh, Summit 1G and then Shroud jumped into the call so basically you had on Saturday Summit 1G like Stephen Sharif the CEO creative director for Ashes of Creation jumps on uh Summit 1G stream live for about almost an hour and 15-20 minutes something like that and they have a a pretty significant discussion around Ashes of Creation and its systems and the pillars of the game and everything and then Shroud was also in there so they had this really cool back and forth and you're talking a couple of there's you know, like them or or not, like that's irrelevant. You're talking about some of the largest video game content creators in the world, and he he got to showcase to those communities, right? Shroud by proxy to someone One G because his you know community ties into that as well. So now you got like hundreds of thousands of people from that day alone. The next day, Gold watches. Uh Peon's video just like Summit had the day before, and then get Steven on too. And then he's doing a conversation, by the way, in his car on the way to Vegas. So <laughs> they're having a conversation.
1: Pretty insane. Yeah. Not gonna lie. It, and mm-hmm. yeah, props to Steven for mm-hmm. taking the initiative and actually just being there, being alert enough to mm-hmm. and just on the ball. Like literally he sees it happening and he's just almost without thinking just goes, right, I'm in, bam, we're doing it. Let me speak to these guys. And yeah. that, that was just a. it was awesome. It was so awesome. And it really showcases, like, I, I really wish more uh, developers, more CEOs were like that. Yeah. Cause it really does make a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of the, part of this show is, we have a we have a focus on MMORPGs because we love the genre. We have a focus on game be, gaming culture and game development because that's something we're also passionate about, right? But um, so how's this all important? Well, I mean, think of I mean, look. I'm just gonna pose this question, okay? Why is this relevant to the show? Why is it relevant to the greater conversations that we have? Uh, non-specific to just Ash as a creation? Well, I'm gonna tell you why this is specific, and if you want to know way more of the details of those. Here it comes. You ready? If you want to know the details of those interviews, I would encourage you to join us right here, Sunday, 5 p.m. CDT on Home of the Crusade right here, my channel, where we will be doing Ashes Pathfinders live like we do every week. That's right. Promoting myself uh, to myself on my, anyway, irrelevant. But How's how's this answer this greater question? (laughs) Ask yourself. (laughs) Ask all of yourselves this question. How many times have you seen a developer hype up their game, right? With a seeming level of excitement, but you always had a feeling they weren't really passionate about it. Like it wasn't something that they cared so much about right i'm not sweating yet. yeah not yet so think (laughs) about that right
1: (laughs) yeah it i mean you think back to i'm just gonna take an example um todd howard announcing the newest fallout game or the newest uh bethesda game or whatever when he's talking it's, it's very, very clinical and technical. They're t- talking about, oh, it's going to have uh, four times the graphics or it's going to have such and such feature and, and all of this. But you you don't get the sense that they are, um, like, really excited to play the game themselves. They're excited to sell the game, but they're not excited to play the game. Whereas with Steven, he is excited to play the game and it shows. No. And because of that, he is very relatable, very approachable, whereas the uh, the other CEOs in game developers, uh, de- yeah, developers that you see uh, putting on these showcases, they just, well, there's always that thing of, like, they're a corporate uh, mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Whereas with Steven, it's more like he's a person. And that makes a a huge difference. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, too, is how many times do you watch an interview or a game showcase as a games in development? It's getting ready to come out and look. And by the way, I see everybody in chat. There's a lot of people going that, you know, they agreed a lot of the time. What they experience is that there's there's that lack of passion, right? But let's take it a step further, right? Or or people are asking questions about the game and you see people dodge the answer. Like I mean, we're not talking like dodge it because we don't want to share that yet. We're talking like it's they're uncomfortable. They you know it's like they're almost like they're hiding something, right? Or they're really nervous because if they share it, blank, you could you could fill in fill in the blank with whatever. And usually we don't know, but you get a sense that like, wow, well, what does that mean for what does that mean for the game, right? And a lot of times like there's people in chat saying is that the you know financial independence, right? He didn't doesn't he doesn't have a board that he's got to report to, you know, when it comes to the game's success or any of those questions. And that's like a huge, 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 huge benefit to us because in the way that that's beneficial to us is because now I feel like I'm going to probably I don't know if I I'm contemplating whether or not I should actually do this which is basically play a question I asked uh, to devs at a certain gaming convention, and they actually dodged my answer. But I'll leave that up to the chat. I'll leave that up to the chat if people want to actually hear that or not, right? <laughs> and if you want me to share it somewhere else later, sure, cool. But anyway, here's my point, though. is He was in the car driving to Vegas, and he didn't just answer these bullet points. He on the fly answered it like that just the snap of a finger and the most important part not only did he have the answers and a deep answer for that question he he went on and elaborated and you could tell the whole time he's passionate and excited about it mm-hmm. i mean that is literally the best possible scenario for me if i'm making a decision this is just me my perspective if i'm making a decision on whether or not i want to invest my time my money uh, my life, my energy. Those are the things I want to see. I want to know you believe in this world. You're trying to convince me exist that I should believe I want to exist in too. And I think because he got showcased, he has that. And he got showcased in front of I mean, who knows right now how many views? I mean, it's millions and millions of views between all the content oh, that's yeah. out there now. And Definitely in, within the millions. In in the matter of days, right? In the matter of days, and that's the trickle down effect. And these are all MMORPG people. Mm-hmm. Well, almost majority of them, especially Asmongold, but also <laughs> Asmongold was streaming in the WoW channel the whole time he interviews <laughs>
1: you. Oh yes, the 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 most popular WoW channel. <laughs> the one right on the top oh, of the list in Twitch, man. and they're talking about Ashes of Creation and actually showing Ashes of Creation gameplay. That's just, yeah. That that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the game itself, I mean, Ashes of Creation, I feel like it sells itself a lot of the time, but then Stephen being there and putting his input, and it really does that's just like the cherry on top, I think. For him and he, he does. I know a lot of people have been swayed just by hearing him talk. Because you you look at I, I I've seen it in YouTube comments over and over where people have seen the footage of Ashes and they're kind of thinking, Oh, it's it's okay, it's it's nothing that special. It's it's yeah, it's fine, I guess. But then they hear Steven speak and it's like, Oh my god, I love this guy, I want mm-hmm. to have his babies, please, please, please <laughs> give me this game right now. <laughs> i guess i have actually seen people say that (laughs) that that's so funny
0: you know what the thing was that i actually thought was like just it was like the icing or the cherry on top whatever you want to call it was he just he told everybody don't have to do anything now you don't have to pay for anything now you can wait until the game launches just try it with a subscription and decide for yourself because there's no box Mm -hmm. cost. and when i heard that i was like Dude, I've been telling people that for like two and a half to three years mm-hmm. since I found out about the payment, like their their choice and all of that. And I'm like, two years. It's about two years. I've been telling people that for two years. And then you hear him say it. And I'm like, dude, that is like gold. Because yeah. you're, you're telling people you can literally just come check it out, decide for yourself. I'm not asking you for money.
1: Yeah, because he knows he doesn't need it. Exactly. Like, frankly. Um, yeah, that and also the part when he said, I can't remember which stream it was on, maybe it was on both, but when he basically uh, mm. compared to the, the MMO player base, in fact, the game, the mm. players in general, as dogs who have been beaten into the ground so right. often, it's down so much. And yeah, we have. And he understands that because he's felt that pain as well. Like why why did he make Ashes the Creation in the first place? It's because the the games he was playing were so they promised so many things and he's been betrayed so many times, just like the rest of us. And it having somebody who has been on that side of things who is now a developer makes also makes a huge difference. Because you, you listen to somebody like Ian Hasakostas and just listening to him he it you never get the sense that he fully understands what it's like to be a uh the average player
0: mm, that was gonna be just my next time guess it yeah. that was the thing i noticed in preachers chat when i was watching on twitch and uh i was like damn dude everybody just kept saying how they felt like he was out of touch disconnected from the community I I don't know if that's true, and I'm not going to say that I believe that. I'm just saying what I you know, I'm basically reporting what I saw. And it was it was enough uh, of that echoing in chat that I was like, man, dude, like I really wondered how many people felt that way. But then I also reflected on that and I'm like, you know what, though? That's how I actually played when I stopped playing. Wow, because I felt that they as just in general were. I mean, I wouldn't have stopped playing if it wasn't the case. But I've also felt that way about other games too. And so, you know, him going up in front of people, you know, when they have these feelings about these other development companies or people in positions similar to that, you know, I mean, he's, he, this is exactly what people not only wanted to hear, but need to hear. And, and this is the thing. I believe that if, I believe that if he delivers, right, that 100%, if he delivers, I'm gonna get a raid in chat right now. That's what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Welcome. Is that a Welcome prophecy?
1: everybody. Oh,
0: wait, wait, what's going on? Hold on a second.
1: So, Nornstorm is raiding with a party of eighty-three people. Thank you so much. Yeah. Welcome everybody.
0: There you go. Welcome Look at you. Our little
1: discussion.
0: Look at you w- working on your like your your chat skills with a stream man, <laughs> huh? What up, dude? What's going on? I, I learned
1: from the best. Are you talking about me? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry, <Okay>. I'm
0: <laughs> oh, oh, really? Anyway. Uh, do you mean it? Okay. No, Nernstorm, man. Big shout out. By the way, your raid just got captured on a audio podcast called Looking for More. This one right here, episode nine, first of its kind or, you know, first of its name for sure. Maybe not of its kind. But thanks so much for the raid and bringing all your people over here. Uh, my name is Sam Worg. To all of you that are raiding, this will be cut out later. Uh, I do appreciate the raid, man. We're in the middle of a podcast talking about Ashes of Creation, the MMORPG genre in general. I cover MMOs and podcasts, and that's my jam. And if you're into it, man, feel free to toss a follow, hang out, kick back, enjoy yourselves, have a good time. Please get a shout out for Nerdstorm and chat. Much love, homie. Much appreciated. He did say, Ashes greater than ESO changed my mind. Is that what I saw? Is that what I saw?
1: Yep, you did. And... Um... I I, I, can't. I can't change your mind on that one because I believe it as well.
0: Yeah, I got nothing, baby. I'm with you, brother. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I, I've been playing a lot of ESO uh the past few weeks and yeah, it's oh that game. I mean oh, can, I, can we shall we talk about that a little bit?
0: No, this isn't a variety MMORPG show and gaming it's stuff it. and things, so yeah, okay, we can.
1: Right. So yeah, Ashes of Creation. there. Oh, yeah. Elder Scores Online. <laughs> Um,
0: Mistakes.
1: It's, I mean, there's performance issues. Like, even I've been witnessing it on the EU server with very low ping. There are times where I would literally hit an ability. It's exactly like you were complaining about uh, Sim before. Like, you press an ability, nothing happens. I press it again, and then it does like the ability twice in a row to compensate. So, there's like this delay. It's really weird. I've had that so many times just playing today, um, which is a shame. It really is a shame because I honestly do think Elder Scrolls Online, if they sourced out the performance issues, it would be so much. It's actually such a good game. It really. I'm. I'm having even with the performance issues. I'm having a
0: blast. Dude, I would have. I was. I was pretty happy with it with update twenty five. But I also have to stop and say, hey, thanks so much, Jay, Rod, Andy. You are a real homie. Thanks so much for the gifted five tier one subs of the community. You are a champion in my eyes, friend. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, all hell, the great performance, whack. <laughs> all hell, the great performance. Because update twenty five ruined my world in The Elder Scrolls Online. I've talked about it a lot. The game overall is a it's it's a good game, man. Right. It's just fundamentally the cracks are. I feel like the cracks are spreading, man. I feel like the only thing I can actually do is jump in do antiquities, but that there's a there's a you plateau, man. You plateau plateau doing that. Like dungeons and trials are good and everything, but I mean I get burned out on content like that. PvP I don't get burned out on, but that's just the way I'm built as a player. So for me as a player, for someone who is casual and maybe they or maybe their end game is collecting pets. Well, I hope you have money. Is cash off but if your end game is you know things like housing for example well you could live in that game every day and have plenty to do because there's tons of housing options for you right and you could spend a ton of time doing that but to somebody like me who wants to just pvp ugh, i can't man if i press a button and three seconds later it goes off i'm like dude yeah, it's, not good. it's like it's a not quality good. of life thing like i like being happy and stuff and if I'm not, is it then... really
1: quality of life when it, like, the game is literally not working the way it should? What do you is that call really that? Really quality of life? <laughs> well, I call not. it broken, quite frankly. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, anyway, um, oh. yeah, I. It's sad, but you know what? I'm still enjoying the game. It's still nice. One one thing I've discovered in myself is that the convenience is actually detracts from the game. a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree. Being able to teleport everywhere around the map whenever you like, having unlimited bag storage, pretty much, or so much that you literally can't fill it up, those things together in my opinion ruin this experience, which is why I haven't paid the subscription for Elder Scrolls Online. Personally, I'm fine with just doing the base game. And yeah, I haven't having a good time doing, doing all the side quests Mm -hmm. because the main quest just does not interest me at all. It's all all about the side missions and just completing the zones. Yeah.
0: And I'm not, you know, and I'm not trying to bash on it. I'm really not like I have spent a lot of hours in that game. It was a hundred percent. The game that I said, if they made this into an MMO, it would be the one that pulled me away from wow. And then it did. But then I got to a point where, you know i got emperor and after that most of my guild stopped playing and that was actually what got me to stop playing in the first i like i i got to max level with my veteran ranks and everything really quickly uh but i went for emperor because i started to realize that a lot of the pve side after launch was really not happy with the way that the trials were organized and like the grind of just quest 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 you got to do all three alliances main stories just to get there experience wise because back then you couldn't just go farm mobs they barely gave you anything at all hmm. and it was like everybody was i had some really really good raiders i had some like wow like top us raiders in that guild and they were like dude i'm sorry i can't do this i'm like dude i yeah i understand right yeah when got amp, and, and then, then I was like, going
1: oh. from WoW to ESO yeah. Wow, for all its problems, it is smooth as silk. Yeah, it is. I it one of the reasons why uh people stick with that game is because the animations are so smooth, the combat is so smooth, the movement is so it's it's just smooth across the board, and it, it's so well optimized at this point that it just it just works. To quote Todd Howard, it just works. Um, and then you go to something like ESO where you've got this input lag or you've got missed frames and you've got all of this. And it's just, oh, it really drags you down. It really does. And it's so sad. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about more exciting and brighter things.
0: Dude. So, Stephen, with Ashes. It's shining light. <laughs> Dude, it's, so, Stephen, just if you're curious about Ashes, because I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this now, uh, and I'm not making this specifically an ashes show that's what Sunday's for but I will say this right we're bouncing around and we're relating all this together um but what I was gonna say is he's gotta ask me anything on reddit uh Saturday and you go check their their Twitter out at ashes of creation on Twitter and it's posted there or, or even on mine at Lord on Twitter it's I retweeted it very recently and it He's basically gonna be doing a QA on Saturday, right? He's been, I mean, he's been in the Discord. The Discord has just been lit. People are excited. They're they're stoked. But what's really important is like I've seen a lot of people that have clearly been burned, right? Mm-hmm. That are talking about like, oh, I want to. I've seen this on Twitter more than I can I can count right now. Oh, I want to so bad, but and then they, they give examples, numerous examples. Time after time after time over the past like three days now, it's like, I want to, I want to believe, but. Or you see that people are like super hyped and can't wait to do this and people jumping in and, you know, going for it, streaming it, talking about it, making tons of videos for it. Um, but, you know, you see a lot of the people that have been jaded because of their bad experiences. Now we've talked about Chronicles of Valyria. We've talked about Bless. We've talked about Archeage Unchained. We've talked about Archeage. We've talked about a lot of MMOs where things like this have happened, right? Where a game went pay to win or a game didn't deliver. And unfortunately, Chronicles of Elyria is a, is a, it's just a very unfortunate example of, and recent understandable example of why people would feel that way. So they see this and you can tell, man, or I can tell. So many people really want to believe it. I almost want to say it's there's a lot of MMOs. That have, you know, you, you hear about it coming up and people are checking it out and they're they're talking about it and they're hyping around it. This one just got a huge bump in hype, though, like it's a big level. This is a, a bigger level than I've seen in quite quite a number of years, if I'm going to be really honest. And oh, yeah. uh, I don't
1: think since the Kickstarter have there's been this much hype and this much interest in it? Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. of course, with all the hype also comes the naysayers and the people who literally look at the game mm-hmm. and immediately make a bad judgment on it without knowing anything about it. That's actually why I made the video that I did this week, which is on my YouTube channel, if anyone wants to check it out. Uh, basically responding to the, the most common comments that I saw on the various other YouTube channel uh, videos relating to Ashes of Creation. And one of the most common things that came up is uh, people basically comparing it to uh, Chronicles of Valyria, yeah. which is really sad in my opinion, because they, they are completely different games with completely different circumstances. I mean, you've got Chronicles of Lyria, which was pretty much all Kickstarter funded, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then some um, after, yeah. And then of course, suspicious circumstances happened. And now all that money's gone and they're going for a lawsuit. Uh, but that's all, not there story. for this. Um, But then you've got Ashes, which is, for the most part, privately funded by Stephen Sharif himself. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah, As as we Mm -hmm. said earlier, it means that there's no kind of uh, outside of uh, investors that you have to try and please. There's no publisher that is going to get involved. Sure, there's my.com who's going to publish in Europe but they have absolutely no control over the development of the game, the designs or the monetization at all. Steven's got complete control of that. And he knows uh, because he's been in the situation before he knows what um,
0: is going to produce a good game. So there were a couple of points in chat that I didn't want to miss. They were mentioned, um, yeah. I mean, Faisal, you got a good point, man. Like one year and a half talking about the BR. So people were bound to be tired. Yeah. One of the decisions that on the interview he actually owned too. And he was like, hey, you know, acknowledge like this was uh this, this, we took a hit for this, you know, and here's what we learned from it. Um, Woodchip's talking about. Yeah, okay. I'm actually going to get to Woodchip's point in a second, but I'm going to get to a, another point before that about New World. That's an example. So with things with New World, that's like soured people a bit. Now I think the the situation with new worlds it's a good choice like i'm always going to be like a delay it if you're not sure about it yet like it's just a better choice for the game and people yeah yeah, absolutely right but but there are a lot of people that were like waiting for that and now people are like well now what and so then (laughs) here you get him stepping in right around that time and it's like oh yeah by the way we have this game you want to check out some of our videos they look quite tasty dare i say uh Never mind. My bald head's not I can't work that in. It's too stubble, but
1: we're going going to the new world very quick. Yeah. I completely agree with you that delaying the game when it's not finished is the right call. Yeah. Fantastic having said that and i've said this before the fact that it took them s- that long yeah. to realize that it was not going to be ready but yep. we like were literally a month away from yeah. the planned release date and they suddenly realize oh it's not going to be ready in time when literally every single alpha tester i spoke to mm-hmm. for that game said it's no way going to be ready it's it's a complete mess they they need at least six months
0: to do it mm-hmm. you know what i was going to say man was uh yeah, that's the thing too. the The part about that that was the sour taste part was the fact that it was a month out. And from my perspective, you're a you're you're an Amazon backs. It's an Amazon making this thing. Essentially, that's what you're talking about. That is the funding ultimately.
1: Yep. So. I mean, it shows that you can't just throw money at a project and hope it will work.
0: And that money won't manage it specifically either. And here's my other point. Mm -hmm. Like, here's the thing. From my perspective as a gamer, one of my biggest red flags that will get me to go, yeah, I'm, I'm not touching that. Like, if I was already on the fence, even if I was contemplating it, this has happened with several games recently, actually like i i was partially contemplative about maybe at some point checking out new world right i wasn't super excited about it thematically the game isn't my style and i actually had checked it out in alpha by the way what a,
1: is new world style i'm i'm still struggling to figure it out
0: oh that's a good point i guess you could. <laughs> let's just go with like the armor style not being really high fantasy i guess maybe uh but Because
1: when when they first announced it, and they <clears> had <throat> that like big picture of like the conquistador style and it's like New World conquistador, okay, that's what I kind of figured it was
0: originally. Yeah, I'm trying to change. Uh,
1: and then they started putting more fantasy elements into it, and now it kind of it's just this like mishmash, and I can't quite figure out what it's supposed to be. <gasps> i don't
0: know so when i say thematically i'm referring to that early iteration you're talking about and after that i was like yeah i'm not really feeling it you know anyway here's the other here's the here's the thing though i look at that and then a month out a company with all this potential manpower woman power person power behind it that has enough eyes on this that from my perspective, you should have known, you you should have known through analytics, right? A small indie studio with like five people, not knowing a month out, that somehow in my mind is a little more understandable. Not fully understandable, I'm just saying a little more understandable. It's still not that understandable because like things are indicating to you at some point you should maybe go, hmm, a month out, maybe we ought to talk about that early. But a uh, studio with that much money, a month out going that i'm like yeah i'm not touching that i don't i have no intention now to ever even touch it you give me a free uh, game key to it to tech, check it out after it launches i might but i'm not paying any money to play it i don't want to
1: yeah i'm i'm with you i mean i might check it out but honestly <clears throat> even the 40 dollar price tag on it seems a uh, who knows who knows i'm i'm almost envisioning a uh, a fallout 76 vibe from it which is kind of sad but there we go
0: what can you do so and woodchip had talked about um right here saying with all that hype that steven just produced like here's a question i have and this is i'm going to kind of pose a question based off of that he said you know got to carry that momentum now what do you think about that do you think he's gonna have to really like how much level of Momentum now, after building this kind of hype, do we think maybe that is going to be important to kind of keep the steam going? Is it even important? I don't think it
1: is. I I really don't think it is. Just Mm -hmm. uh, bearing in mind that community predictions for Ashes were still sort of two, maybe even three years away from a full release. You cannot keep this level of hype going for that number of years it's mm. physically impossible right there will be a drop-off we know it's going to come it happened before with the kickstarter it's going to happen again here and wow. that's fine honestly i mm-hmm. see no problem with that and if if anything it's a good thing because it will relieve some of the pressure yeah from the developers because they won't have all this like clamoring which is going on right now uh, they'll be able to sort of sit back a little bit and not like slow down, but have a little bit less pressure once the hype dies down.
0: Yeah. Cause like what Chip was saying, Steven needs to deliver and keep the communication open for the next two years. Like on the communication, 100%. I 100% agree with that. Like that's been the thing that has gotten in the way for that game over time, you know? But I agree. I do agree with you, though, uh, Mist, because. From my perspective, 100%, my thought is, is if you plant the seed, like you plant this like positive impression that we'll just call, we'll call that the seed. Some, something that people have like almost like a fondness or a longing for, which is that, you know, as, as Nathan says here on the show, sometimes that dragon, Mm
1: -hmm. if
0: you, if you plant that seed, you know, they don't necessarily have to, they don't have to, purchase a a pre pre alpha or or anything like that. They don't have to worry about any of that because all they've got to do is remember it when it's announced in the future. And the minute it's announced, guess what? They're gonna be like, oh man, awesome. Now you can back it and you can get it on testing, but you can wait until that game launches and 100% only focus on a subscription fee right Mm -hmm. that's all you've got to do is a subscription fee and you can check it out for a good month plenty of content to check out right
1: yep i mean no box cost no Mm -hmm. cost for the expansions at all it's literally just a sub fee yeah and cosmetics if you want them that's it Mm -hmm. which is weird because I'm saying something on the Ashes official forums. There have been some very, very weird posts being made. One of them, somebody complaining mm-hmm. that the Ashes of Creation was too expensive. I
0: just want to really?
1: let that sink in.
0: Too expensive? Yeah. What was the reason? What was the reason that they were they talking about... So were they were they just talking about specifically the pre order packs, and were they referencing uh, the pre order packs as being? No, the- well.
1: what? I it's standard. Yeah, it's- I it is standard. I I don't know, man. I I glanced over at it. It's yeah, it's a little bit insane. There's been a there's been a few weird threads, but that's to be expected. I mean, every time we get some like an influx of new followers come in for ashes uh there's always the usual um oh i have these suggestions for the game that have been suggested a million times before and discussed by the community for the past three years and of course the debates around things like the corruption system and the p just the pvp in general and the looting etc etc the debates that those of us who've been following the game for years now, we've had these discussions over and over and over, it, but um, and we've kind of um forgotten about them,
0: but they they do crop up, so that's something yeah, I, we'll that's see. something I kind of want to pose as a question. Now, remember, like some of the people actually that watch the show they like listen to it later and they like check it out and and all that jazz, right? But here's my actual question for everybody that's listening. There's a system in Ashes of Creation, this corruption system. And this isn't something we've talked about on the show before. We actually haven't really jumped into this pool of water, if you will, talking about the game. And that's talking about... The well
1: goes very deep.
0: Yeah, it it really does. But I'm just going to pose a more maybe superficial question. And then the next time that we actually meet up for the next podcast, we'll actually bring in the other party members kind of thoughts around this and i want all of you to contribute to this too you could contribute it uh to it via our twitter you could contribute to it on our channel and my discord which is uh <laughs> careful wading into the waters you can you I
1: mean, can he's, he's not wrong I mean, yeah true do true you really want to open up this can of worms
0: <laughs> i'm here's my yes i do because i want to know <laughs> i want to know all
1: right all right you
0: here's my, here's my question. Here's my question. So damn it. I actually threw me off. Anyway, you can, you can contribute your thoughts around this question on discord, uh, on the, uh, Twitter or on the show itself. Okay. So I'm just going to ask a question and it's probably not what you think, but it's, it's on the outside of it. They have an anti-griefing system, Maybe you could go check it out. But I'm curious about is what do you think are anti-griefing systems that you think are positive? Positively structured, healthy in a game. That's my question. And with that being said, what are your opinions on this mist?
1: So. I think, first of all, to answer this question, we we first need to define the term griefing. Sure. Because, again, I've seen this on the forums that people have been saying that literally, I I engage in PvP, or I got ganked one time, therefore I'm being griefed. That's not really how it works. uh, Yeah, especially in a game with open-world PvP. So the whole anti-griefing thing seems a little bit odd to me but uh, there we go um in terms of the corruption system i from what we've seen on paper i'm perfectly fine with it and this is coming from a person who is pretty much only a pve player like i when i'm playing world of warcraft i only go on pve servers uh i don't really engage in pvp and mmos all that much i I'm I'm the quintessential PvE player and I think it's fine. Obviously we'll need to test it and it will be tested extensively uh before the game launches. Um yeah, I I don't see what else there is to really say until we've actually tested it and see how it works. How about you, Sim?
0: Yeah, I mean I I think that it's you know, their system specifically around the corruption system. And I I have a lot of questions, uh, and I don't really have any specific directive questions about it, but I do have some, like, I I do think that I, I, at this point, based on some of the stuff that Steven had mentioned around this corruption system, I kind of feel like until I see it in action myself, I don't know that I'm going to be able to really give much of an opinion outside of, I think having a system to, uh, work against that in this game setting in itself actually is a positive thing the corruption system where you gain this and it's like a consequence for just ganking and camping people and things like that so to me when i think of griefing i think of of kind of like the toxic element like not just catching someone in the world but like when you catch them and then you go and you camp them and you don't really like pretty much don't let them do anything you know they can't really like log in they can't do anything like that at all i think about it like this and this is an, a really good example imagine some random person jumps into an mmorpg for like the first time right and they jump into an mmo and they're playing and they really haven't played one before right or maybe they've played them before and they just you know aren't really familiar with it and imagine how many times they maybe they accidentally target something and they attack it and this person Accidentally attacks a player, someone who's flagged or whatever, and noob, yeah, <laughs> and they, <laughs> exactly, and they they accidentally attack this person. This person's like, oh, this little level five is gonna attack me. I'm gonna show them what's up, and then this level fifty proceeds to camp them for like two hours. Yeah, so when your PK doesn't let someone play the game, you're griefing, and that's kind of where I stand on it, right? That's that's just my perspective on it. That's that's where I that's what I consider griefing. That's what I've always that's the working definition I have always understood for griefing. And that's just the way I've operated. Right. Doesn't mean I'm like not open to redefining it or to exploring uh, other people's definitions of that. But to me, that's how I've always understood it over the years I've played. But that's kind of my perspective on it. So in theory. The corruption system sounds like it could be a positive thing. But until I actually see it in action, I don't know what my stance is, because it could actually be it could actually create a lot of problems in a very similar regard. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a tough one.
1: It is. It's very tough. Honestly, the thing that I'm Hmm. worried about more isn't so much the corruption system, but the or the thing that I'm curious to see how it will play out is the just the normal death penalties, the EXP debt, because that's not really something I've encountered in an MMORPG. I, I'm trying to think back. I think the only game I can think of, I played that had any kind of EXP debt system was, um, Final Fantasy XI, and we're taught we're going way back then. And I can barely remember what that was like, but that was that was pretty brutal. Obviously, what they've got planned for Ashes isn't nearly as severe. Like, you can't de-level from it. But it it's... It's odd because in most MMORPGs, there's really no downside to uh, dying. Like, sure, you lose a bit of item endurance, or you... Uh, like get set back and have to teleport back to town and walk back or to your corpse or whatever. But there's really that, those are little like speed bumps and they don't really do much to you. Whereas an exp debt in ashes, if you let it stack up too much, Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys saw it when you tested the bird, you literally could not level
0: yeah it sucked um, it sucked
1: because you were apparently killing each other too much well and you built up too much XP debt.
0: um i just want to say something this is almost my way of kind of going oh yes steven remember this so he gave me crap and chat on one of the ashes pathfinder shows a while back about the fact that i looted a monster that <laughs> was killed in the pi test it was one of the two bosses that the whole group killed look this is relevant for this reason okay here's my point so i we all killed it. What would you all do if you were just a bunch of people out in the world going, hey, let's go kill this? And everybody's like, yeah. Then you run and you kill it. And then you're like, what do you do next? You kill it and then you you loot it. We all go over and own it. Be honest now. If no one said anything, what would you do? You just go click on it and loot it, right? Anyway so i just remember steven talking about how later that he was like unable to loot it and i think that that was actually in the video on their uh youtube where he's like oh man somebody looted it well the that broodmother one that second one you all saw yeah yeah yeah, that was me but here's my point my point is i didn't ninja loot there weren't any ro- <laughs> loot rules to find i'm always going to come back to this my point is okay i died to that dragon prior a whole lot okay I just want to say the making of that video cost me my life a lot and others too. And I had XP debt. So when I played the game later, <laughs> Sim wasn't leveling, man.
1: Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it like I say, it's a very weird system that I've never encountered before. I'm curious to see how it works. And it's nice to have a, oh, poor Sim.
0: Poor Sim. Sad face.
1: Um, yeah, lowering stats temporarily is dumb, but with, like, XP debt, like, to the point where it stacks, like, is there a cap on how much it can stack? I don't That's really know. a
0: good question. I, I want to say, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, but I feel like it would probably, isn't it kind of like a standard thing for it to be, like, a full level, like you... Like if you've gained it up to a certain point, doesn't take you down to the bottom of that level you're on, and then usually the standard is you can't go beyond that. I need we we need to get some clarification on this. I don't know that that's actually been answered, but it could have been. If it has been, let's find it. If it hasn't been, let's ask it. Yeah, uh,
1: that'd be something good to ask maybe on the stream.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good one, dude.
1: Yeah, just having a, like a proper consequence for dying mm-hmm. I think that's going to throw a lot of people for the loop um, particularly anyone who's played games like Elder Scrolls Online or World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy where there's not really much of a penalty for dying I like, sure you lose a bit of uh, gear endurance but quite frankly those games give you so much gold that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you just repair instantly and you're on your way again so we we shall see. We shall see. It's going to be interesting. There's so there's so many different things. Yes. When we get into persistent testing, that mm-hmm. we're going to have to like take over with a fine tooth comb. It's going to yeah. be really fun. Yes. I honestly can't wait.
0: Hundred like, percent, man.
1: Alpha two is going to be so much fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Break it. Break it into little pieces, and build it back up again.
0: I am kind of, I, I am curious, you know, one thing that we're we're looking forward to is Ashes of Creation. And we've talked about it a lot today, kind of like we talked about WoW a lot last time. But uh, the MMORPG genre for, for a lot of us on this show is something we're just super passionate about. Like, there's a lot of areas or cutouts, if you will, that we enjoy excelling in and things like that. But, you know, to all of you that are listening to this or watching it later, I think the question I want to pose to you is, you know, what are some of your best examples of of fun times in an MMORPG specifically. Uh, What might you be playing right now? What makes that game the reason you dedicate your time to it? What makes that game uh, the one that you're maybe looking forward to the most? And why? Like, what are some of those promises that they are aiming to deliver? What are those goalposts that they are adhering to delivering to you all? that are the reasons that you are so committed to them. Um, And so, you know, I think that's like one of the most important questions because that's something that I think when we come back next time we talk, uh, we'll also be kind of revisiting. uh, And that's the broken promises, man. I think that's the reason a lot of people are hesitant about the genre, uh, about backing games in general. And, uh, you know, food for thought, everybody, whether you like, holy question, Sim. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it is the golden question it is the ultimate it is the question for the the supercomputer and the answer will be 42 Um, so I mean if I were to answer that question Mm. again this is going to sound weird but ESO has come the closest in a very long time yeah to what i believe is a a good mmorpg experience just because of the way the world is designed and the way the questing works i they i've talked about this before but they take full advantage of the voice acting in that game where you're literally you're walking down a path and you hear somebody call out to you say oh traveler Can you help me? I need your help with something, and Mm -hmm. it starts you off with a quest like that. That just adventurous aspect is huge for me, and it's it's partly why I prefer the Mm -hmm. the side quests in that game to the main quests because they're so much more more relatable. Like the main quests are all well and good. Oh, you got to stop Mullah Baal, who's gonna I don't know. Steal an item and merge the two realms together. Okay, what does that mean for me? It doesn't mean anything. Oh, your soul got stolen and you've got to go and get it back. Okay, I, I can't feel any difference in my soul being stolen, but sure. Okay, fine, we'll go and do that. It's it's not very relatable. But then if you approach a village and they're being attacked by bandits or werewolves and you have to help them out straight away, that is relatable. That is immediate and it really sucks you into the world and i think that's very important and yeah the iso combat sucks but with combat aside and performance issues aside the questing and the world that they've designed in iso definitely is the closest to what i call a true mmorpg
0: experience for me you know I'm I'm actually saying this out loud, so I don't I don't need to type it. But the right now, I feel like the Templar and most of the other classes in that game actually don't. The combat doesn't feel good. My Sork and PvP feels freaking beautiful right now, and he's the only one that it seems like I can play, and I actually feel like I'm able to function the way that I'm supposed to. <laughs> except we're going to go into a battleground. Everything stops working. I'm hitting the buttons and I can see them light up, but nothing happens. And that doesn't change until I get out of the battleground and it all starts working again. (laughs) Was that really fast?
1: Oh no, that, that was perfect. (laughs) Perfect. And and yes, Mick J. Having your soul being stolen is definitely a mood. (laughs) <laughs> it's just so it's, it's it's so abstract it's it's really it's like your soul got stolen this is a huge deal you're now a vestige okay i just call i just going to call a rap
0: guy to chat <laughs> oh, oh you, you, you are the rap guy. oh no way dude i saw by yeah, the way i don't know the name of this girl but she's on twitter and she uh, has this video uh, of her rapping, like Eminem. And it was really good. I don't even know who it was, but I saw it the other day. I was like, damn, girl. Like, she was just, like, really fast rapping. I was like, okay, that's a rap guy right there.
1: Oh, so, Some people are insanely talented wow. when it comes to rapping. There you go.
0: It's a trip, man. So.
1: Flumpstick with the... Uh, Too many MMOs are trying too hard to complicate combat. I completely agree. And you'd have to look no further than World of Warcraft, where if you want to do anything in that game, you need a ton of uh, add-ons and mods to make it work. Like If you want to theorycraft in that game, you physically can't do it without third-party tools. And people have tried and they failed. It's physically impossible. And that's kind of sad in a way that you can't just look at your abilities in well WoW and know what they do and know what damage you're doing. But yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: there's a difference between uh, complexity and depth. And I feel a lot of uh, games don't manage to differentiate between them.
0: Mick, Jason, what about Path of Builder? Is that Path of Exile? Is that what that's referencing? Yes. Yeah, I've never heard that before, but I knew exactly what he meant, or they meant. Oh dear, add-ons are oh, stupid. Gosh, add-ons
1: dude. are stupid, but unfortunately, they are hundred percent necessary in World of Warcraft. Other games, not so much. Like, I don't think you really need add-ons in Elder Scrolls Online. They're just nice to have.
0: Can I? Can I say something about add-ons and WoW? go for it shouldn't it be like isn't it like one of the one mmos that shouldn't have add-ons at this point shouldn't they have incorporated all that stuff in by now
1: you think so but i mean some of them they have
0: yeah they have some for sure
1: It. yeah i mean they they took blizzard to, when add-ons first became popular in world of warcraft they took the approach of we expect players to use these so we're not going to try and force them not to use them we're just going to design the game to force you to use add-ons instead and that's Man. how it's been like you physically cannot raid without add-ons you cannot uh sim or theory craft Damn. without add-ons and third party tools it's ridiculous
0: mm. yeah i kind of have and done then that the developers
1: already complain that the players use add-ons
0: <laughs> mmm yeah, I will say though World of Warcraft add-ons like in the management for that's so much easier for me than esos esos is hardcore like oh that's probably one of the roughest add-on systems I've had to mess with to be honest because you don't just you right. don't just install like the add-on and then maybe add an additional one here and there for some of your add-ons it's like you have to have this add-on but also it's dependent on one two three four five six and you're like, oh my God, do that ten or twenty times you're like, wait what? Yeah, okay. That's mm. cool, I guess, man. Thanks for <laughs> that. I appreciate it. Um,
1: I'm I'm with you, Ghostbane. I only have two add-ons for ESO. One of them is to change the UI because the base UI is absolutely rubbish. <laughs> it's so bad. And the other one is to track the traits that I'm uh, researching. And as soon as I've researched all the traits, I'll take the add-on off. So I'll literally have just one add-on.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's it.
1: Yeah, Goddamn those traits... Why? Why do they exist? Why?
0: <clears throat> so, um, so, you know, one thing was uh I'm just gonna I'm just going to. I don't know, I'm not going to play it. I already linked it in chat, but if you cu- didn't catch it earlier, feel free to check it out. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? This is why, friends. This is me asking a question. Of, oh, my God, would dude wood chip again? What is going go, on, boys. man? You guys, seriously? Right. i like, swear to god if you start
1: another hype chain nah
0: Woodchip, dude no 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 please do that, dude. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> if you if you derail our podcast again and start another hype chain it's
0: kind of <laughs> happened a little already but man much love man i really appreciate that wood chip. seriously you guys this, this is like the most ridiculously crazy amount of like support i've ever i think experienced in a snapshot of time which is this past like month or so or whatever the heck But, y'all, man, I'm telling you, man, thank you so much. If you are in in our uh, disc, oh, what the? Dude, did that just happen again? What what is this? The devs answering
1: my Twitch question. What? From 2014.
0: This is around the launch of uh, The Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. Wow. And they didn't actually answer it, they dodged it. That guy doesn't work there anymore, though. Gold mech. What the heck, dude? (laughs) How is this happening, you guys? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be so, like a staple. I guess now if you're oh. listening to this on looking for more, you're going to get to know what it's like when Sin doesn't know what the actual is going on right now. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to track this. Hold on a second. Thank you for the followers friends. Woodship, thank you for the 10 gifted subs. Uh, Lemon Dew, five tier one gifted subs. Gold Mecro, 10 tier one gifted subs. Uh,
1: oh, my goodness.
0: Okay, that's and it. I am broken. Jay
1: is getting in as well. With the 10 gifted subs. Thank you Mick Jay.
0: I don't understand Mick Jay, thank you, but I also don't get what.
1: Yep. Join <sighs> the Discord, join the join the server. We're all friends here. Join the discussions. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Um I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, oh my! Jeez, man, what? Buy an air conditioner. <laughs> I have one. I just need to dehumidify a little more. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. But also, de- yo, Ian, thanks for the gifted sub, man. Uh, wait, is that two? That's one. Two. Okay, get, dude, I see two things in chat. So this is what happens when. We're at a live show. This is why I encourage people that are listening, if you can, to come hang out on Thursdays at 5 p.m. CDT because this is when the show's live and you can be here to see what all the fuss is about and see the actual expression as I non-metaphorically lose my mind or whatever. Aaron, see just get Aaron and see
1: with the five gifted subs as well. My goodness. Hype, hype, hype indeed. Incoming mo- Oh no, Woodchip. What are you doing? What are you what are you doing? He's, he's got something planned. Look at
0: him. I'm putting my I don't understand, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just goodness. don't understand. I appreciate it though, but thank you. What?
1: Thank you, everybody. <sighs> please
0: don't, please don't. Bosh. Oh, Here we go. The
1: ten, 10 more gifted subs Dude, from Woodchip. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, guys, can we get a shout out for like all the people Fucking who are everybody.
0: gifting subs? Yeah. Woodchip, thanks, man. Oh, holy shit.
1: Uh, use those emotes, guys. We've got lots of emotes. Use them. Get some hype type in the chat
0: <laughs> okay i just want to say at the end of Shall the sh- at the end of the show i'm going to be continuing the stream for a little while just to like talk to you guys but i really appreciate that it's like really a ridiculous amount of support i am a hundred percent just mind blown by like this past month or really like seriously i have no idea like what to say except thanks and it seems like that it's not really cutting it but geez man thank you very much everybody seriously that's just i don't even uh, i don't know what to say but thanks that's crazy yeah that's actually about the end of the show so that's great <laughs> if if you're here i'm gonna be switching over uh live at the end of this just to chat with y'all a little bit so you'll see the scene in but yeah, I'll be I'll be switching back. But everybody, always keep in mind for those of you that uh aren't here, you can catch us live Thursdays, five p.m. CDT. Keep those questions in my mind.
1: mon <laughs> Druze. Thank um, you for the 10 gifted subs uh, as well.
0: Holy shit. Yo, thank you, Lamond, do What? I mean we got to wait until the hype train's over yeah. I have to. I can't just not. I, we I'll edit this, but also what, what?
1: Tell you what, while that's going on, uh, if any of you who have been listening to our talk of Ashes of Creation and want to check that out, join up. You can uh, follow and support the game by going to the, uh, I don't know, Cheryl, have we got uh, links to the Ashes official Discord on here? Yes, we do. Cool, thank you join up they've got their official discord and the official uh, website and forums where you can support the game if you'd like to Um, there's the hype chain
0: <laughs> <laughs> you bail now I'll unsubscribe <laughs> what do you mean yo thank you very very much uh, god dude jeez man I appreciate that like you don't even know that's just and choo-choo indeed i think that's
1: that's all we need to say just choo-choo wow.
0: choo-choo motherfucker God, <laughs> 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 yeah
1: that's a, that boobie, but yeah
0: i don't even know what that is i'm just yeah uh wait have you oh okay do you not know. We'll we'll discuss it shortly. How about that? We'll just we'll discuss it shortly. You guys. Okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> at, jump up the podcast. Then <laughs> I'm at least gonna like end the podcast so that way I can get it cut and everything, get that part done, and I'll switch back. But uh if it, you know, if you uh, ah, man, if you want to catch this live, Thursdays 5 p.m. CDT. Be sure to drop a memo, a voice, if you'd like to. You can shoot an email over to um the lfm show at gmail if you want to leave something in the mailbag for us to chat about a uh, comment for us to read you can also at the lfm show on twitter to follow us to comment there to tweet us you can catch the live show like i discussed leave a voicemail at 1-539-664-6801 you can always catch it on the bod the next day over on youtube and it goes up same night to all of the podcast places which are itunes Spotify and Podbean. It's been a great time, overwhelmingly supportive time. So much love from the community as always. Don't really know what to say except thanks. And in final notes, Miss, why don't you let them know your domain where they can find you, where you reign, where they can come check you out?
1: Where I reign? Yeah, I, I reign anywhere. But if you want to find me, I can be found on my YouTube channel, which is just Wandering Miss on YouTube. I am also for the Ashes fam. You can find me. I am active on the Ashes official Discord and the Ashes official forums with the same name. In my YouTube channel, I do uh, weekly MMORPG related videos and discussions. So check me out on there.
0: And my name is You can catch me right here live every day this year on my Twitch uh, at twitch.tv forward slash can jump in the discord at discord.gg forward slash some more catch me on twitter at lord Samorg or anywhere lights justice reigns that's right baby <laughs> i have to end on a, on a cheesy note but you all have a great time will, for those of you that are tuning in for the Ashes podcast i'll see you on sunday 5 p.m cdt otherwise every day um not all day but every day right here Thanks so much, everybody. You all rock. And I will see you all next time on the show. Have a great one. Ciao.